the first sicha. This is also a sicha which will connect to Yutes Kislev. It's a vort. The Rebbe will be discussing a vort of the Magad of Mizrich. Um, that the Magad explains a Rashi, the y- the Yayin of Rashi, and we're going to discuss this Rashi and the beer of the Magad on it, and it's uh, going to give us a lot of clarity. Um, both in Mitzad the Chassidus, the wine which is in that Rashi, and it also will add Hezber to the Pshut HaShemikra. And of course, it will connect to Yutas Kislev. Sefav. Chak mochan mor sipur, shebeshabbos v'yishlach tov kuflam and gimel, hashabbos ha'chreina l'chai arav magim mizrich v'chaim chiyusay b'almadein, omar b'shichich v'yal mitasay b'maymen ha'chavrai kedisha. That's Fidika tells us a story then. Parshas v'yishlach, the year tov kuflam and gimel, which was the last Shabbos, the Magid was alive, meaning he passed away the following week, uh, four days later. He said, while he was lying on his bed, into, in front of the entire Chavrai Kaddish, meaning all of his students, he said like this. It says in the Pasuk, V'yishlach Yaakov Malachim, Pirish Rashi Malachim Mamish. Ha-Mamish ha-Malachim shalach Yaakov le-Esav, aval ha-Ruchnis nishar im Yaakov. It says in the Pasuk, the Yaakov sent Malachim to Esav. And the reason why he sent Malachim uh, was to see if Esav, was to let him know that he wanted to make peace with Esav. And they, the purpose of the Malachim was to give over that message and also to see what Esav, where Esav was holding. Was Esav holding still hatred towards Yaakov or was he ready to have a peace? So Rashi says, what type of Malachim messengers did he send? He says the Malachim over here mean literally angels, because we know the Medrash gives two Purushim. Malachim could have meant human messengers. The second shot are angels. So Rashi tells us it was the second shot of angels. Um, the, the, the reasoning, Pshuta Shamikra, why Rashi says it's angels and not humans, is because we, since Yaakov was sending the messengers to find out if Asaph still had hatred towards him, it would have been a situation of Sakanis the Fashis. If Esav wanted to kill him, he might also kill the messengers. So how could Yaakov put these messengers in a situation of Sakonis the Fashis? That's something that you're not allowed to do. Therefore, Yaakov couldn't have sent human shluchim uh, in a situation of danger. Therefore, Pshutah Shalmikra, it had to be the uh, literally uh, angels. But the Magid gives the, the Yayin of Rashi, and he says that it means is that he sent the Mamish, the, like the, the, the more corporeal, aspect of the Malachim, but the Ruchnius of the Malachim remained with Yaakov. Right? So it's more the, the body of the Malachim went, but the Ruchnius of the Malachim did not go, it stayed with Yaakov. So, V'tzarech lo'havim azeh. Ezeh sheshalach Yaakov le'isa Malachim dafka, ashbachal asa l'shtamish in Malachim v'lai b'nei adam. He says, this is a Yaakov sent Malachim dafka, even though generally you're not allowed to utilize Malachim for your own needs. Why did he send them? So he said, the reason why he sent them was because of Skanus the Fashis. But what would be, what's the Pnimistika reason? What, what's the Birapi Chasidis why he had to send Dafke Malachim? He says, it's Mastaber Leimer, Shahulafi, Shakvanasa, Shal Yaakov, Bishlichazu, Haislavaris Esav. So it's Mastaber. The reasoning is that the Kavana of Yaakov in the Shlich was to, be, was to purify Esav. Therefore, he Dafke sent Malachim. Because technically, if he was scared, for the lies of his messengers, he could have just sent, in a way, spies to find out um, what the das of Esav was. And if they, and, you know, they, if they needed to communicate, they could have communicated as if they were not messengers of Yaakov, but they were just like random people that, uh, you know, 
were coming to schmooze with Esav and they could have found out what his situation was and they could have said Yaakov wants to make peace because we were just by him. They, Yaakov could have sent these individuals in a way that they wouldn't have been his messengers, but in a sense like uh, spies that could have done the same job. So Apipnimi Sinyanim, why did he have to dafka send uh, messengers? So the reason Apipnimi is because he wanted you to purify Esav. So that's why he had to send specifically Malachim, because only these Malachim would have had the capability to fill the Shlichus to be Peol, this beer. Why would he just send the Mamish of the Malachim, the bodies of the Malachim? It's, of, it's understood that the main beer would have happened from the Ruchnis of the Malachim, not to the body. And he also, the Rebbe gives a proof in Ha'ar 5. First of all, it's a logical proof because Biru obviously is more the Ruchnistic aspects would have affected the Biru, not the physical aspects. But even if you wanted to say that it was, Esav needed to have some type of physical connection to the Malachim, that if it was a physical aspect, then why need you to send human beings? If the aspect, if the main Biru happens through the body, then why send the body of an angel, send the human body? Elamai, it's not the body that's the main thing. It's that the Malachim have a certain level of spirituality that the human Shliach uh, would not have had. So, why aren't you sending the complete shaykh? Why are you only sending the mamish of the shaykh? That's question one. He says also the etzim inyan is not understood. How you were able to separate between the mamish, which is their body, and the ruchnius, which would have been their nafesh. And to say that the mamish was sent, but the body, but the ruchni stayed with Yaakov. Because we know even Malachim have a body. It's obviously not a, a human physical body like we have. But as the Ramban explains that the Malachim's bodies are made out of the pure element of wind and fire. I'm not exactly sure what that means. But the idea is that even Malachim have uh, some, some type of physical uh, form. Um, so therefore, but, but still, just like a human... Cannot, you can't separate between a body and the nefesh because a body without a nefesh is garnished. It doesn't have any life force. Similarly, the body of the malachim, this fire and wind, would not have any life force without the actual, um, without the actual uh, nefesh that would be connected to it. Because even by people or animals, it's impossible for the body to do anything without the koyach that the nefesh gives it. Because the body is completely bottle and tafel to the, to the nefesh. Uh, meaning is that the whole purpose of the body is in a sense to facilitate what the nefesh wants. So your life force, your neshama wants something to be done, so the body will facilitate that being done. But if there is no life force within it, the body doesn't even have a rutz, it doesn't have anything on its own. So for sure that's going to be by malachim, that the ikr of the malachim is of course their nefesh, because their body is going to be, even their body is much more spiritual. So of course the, the, the nefesh is going to be that much greater. So gam that's the question two. But question three. He says, what the Pashat Pshat of Rashi is when he says Malach Mamish is because he's trying to be Shailah the other Pshat that Madrash gives. One Pshat is that what he said Malach means humans. 
So Rashi says, no, 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 it wasn't humans. It was literally angels um, and not, not any other type of mitzvahs. So when you're saying that it was literally angels, he's trying to say it wasn't something physical. It was rather a spiritual type of, uh, of messenger. So when he's saying that it's literally malach, and this means not like a, like doima, something similar to a malach, but literally the malach, meaning is bechol muhusay as we And it was already explained earlier, the main union of a malach, of course, would be its nafesh. Just like a human being, the main thing is his nafesh. For sure, by malach, the main thing is a nafesh. So he's saying it's literally malachim, it's going to be the entire malach. But according to the Pirish of the Magid, he says the Mechuvim, when he says Molachim Mamish, is to negate the Ruchnius of the, of, of the Malach. Meaning is when Rashi says it's Malachim Mamish, what is Rashi trying to say? Rashi is trying to say that only the Mamish was sent. So it's Pumfar Kert from the Pashub Shad of Rashi. According to Rashi, the word Mamish is to say it was literally angels. While according to the Magad, he's trying to say Mamish means just the physical part of the angels, not the Rokhmias. Base. So now we're going to give the answer to these three questions. But I'll be calling now near Lame. According to these questions, we can give the Pshat of the Magad like this. He says, according to verse, the Mangat's Kavana was not, as you would think by translating his words literally, that he only sent the body, but he did not send the Ruchnius or the Nefesh. That was not the Kavana of the Mangat. What the the, the Mangit, of course, understands and says that the, when a Malach was sent, of course, the Nefesh and the Guf of the Malach was sent to Esau. Uh, that's the only way, as we explained, that it could be done. The, the body on its own has no power. What, rather, he's trying to explain how were the Malachim sent. He's trying to say is that they were sent in such a way that even when they were by Esav, with their body and with their soul, they never disconnected themselves from Yaakov. So it's as if that even when they were by Esav, only their mamish was there. But their nefesh wasn't there. Meaning is, of course, physically they were completely there with the body and the nefesh. But in their mindset, in their hergish, the only thing that was there was the mamish. But the ruchnius, the, the, what their purpose was, still remained with Yaakov. So the purpose of the Malachim, the Pneumius of why they were there, the Ratzin, was always with Yaakov. Uh, even though the, maybe the body and the Nefesh would have been there physically in front of Esau. Hainu. Meaning they felt that this, by being with Esau, that is not their place. They felt that their true place is by Yaakov, and over there is their main, that's where their main place is. That is where their essence is. That's where their nefesh is. And the whole purpose of being by Esav is only a secondary, it's a tuffle. That's only to complete the shlichus of Yaakov. Meaning that their essence is to do what Yaakov wants. So they were always with Yaakov. But Papoyal, in order to get this kavana done, 
So they have to actually be physically by Esav. But even why they're by Esav, it's not shot that they're by Esav and their whole essence is by Esav. No, their essence is still always by Yaakov because even while they were there, they weren't there for the sake of being with Esav. Even when they were there, their sake, the purpose of them being there was really to be with Yaakov because Yaakov wanted them to go there. So how could they be with Yaakov? They can't be with Yaakov going against what Yaakov wants. Rather, the only way for them to be with Yaakov is by fulfilling what Yaakov wants. And that's how they fulfill what he wants, by being with them. This is Bedugma Saguf, which is This is similar to the body, which doesn't have its own Metzius. It's, it's a Tafel to the Ruchnius. Meaning is that the body, the, its whole purpose that is to fulfill what the Nefesh wants. So it doesn't matter really what the body is going to be doing. If the body is doing what the nefesh wants, then it's always with the nefesh. But if the body, God forbid, is not doing what the nefesh wants, meaning is there some type of sickness in the body, then, then it's not connected to the neshama at that point. So similarly with the malachim, even though they were far away maybe physically, but they were always fulfilling, they were always connected to their essence, which was by Yaakov. And look at Ara 8. L'chein harzeh pirish betevis v'yishlach Yaakov, ki he says that's also why Rashi quotes the words Why? Because part of the shlichus of Yaakov was that the mom, that only the mamish is sent, but the ruchnia stays with him. So it's Vayishlach Yaakov is part of the shlichus is that you're being sent by Yaakov. Meaning, if you don't realize that you're being sent, if the malach did not realize that it's being sent by Yaakov and that's not being felt the entire time, then it didn't do its shlichus. Because as we said earlier, the whole purpose of the shlichus was to cause a certain beer by Esav. And the only way for that beer to happen was when you're being sent, you still feel that your place is with Yaakov. And eight star, He says this also fits with the words that the, the Magid yet wrote. He says that the Mamish, he only sent the Mamish, but the Ruchnius remained with Yaakov. So it should have said that the Ruchnius was by Yaakov, meaning it was physically by Yaakov, that it was never sent. With, what does the Magid say? He says, with. What, what's the diak over there? Because the Ruchnius wasn't by Yaakov. The Ruchnius was really by Esav. Because he sent the Mamish, the, he, sent the, uh, he sent the Malachim, the Mamish and the Nefesh to Esav. So the Nefesh and the Ruchnius was not by Yaakov, it was really by Esav. But what was with Yaakov? The Ruchnius was with, Rach, uh, with Yaakov. Meaning is the Pnimis de Kavana, the Ruchnius, the spirituality of the Malachim, which is the, the Kavana that remained with Yaakov. Um, Back in the According to this, the mangit's pierce in the word mamish is not contradicting the Pashat of Shat, but rather it actually explains it. And clarifies what Pashup Shad is. He says, on the contrary, he says, he says, how is it possible for Malachim to be able to fulfill the beer of Asaph? Asaph is the Tachlis of Gashmis and Chormis. That's only when the Nefesh, the Ruchnis of the Malach, is still remains connected and attached to Yaakov and does not change. 
uh, even when it's found by Esav. Meaning is that if and when it's found by Esav, it's not able to still feel the purpose of its being there. It, in a sense, gets pulled down by Esav, and it feels the Chumrius and the Gashmius, then it's not going to be able to properly fulfill its Kavana. But when you're there, you're still able to feel the Ruchnius. The Ruchnius is that you're there because Yaakov wants to do a beer, a beer of Esav, then you're able to fill your job. And the Malach is able to fill its job. So that the Pshad of the Mag, that only the Mamish was sent by Yaakov to Esav, stresses even more the simple interpretation of Mamish, that, that he sent literally the Malachim. Meaning is, as Rashi wanted to say, it wasn't human beings, it was literally Malachim. So he says, yes, how could you send the most, the, the, the highest level of the Malach? If the Malach would be sent with this Ruchnis and everything was there, the Malach would be dragged down. So it wouldn't be Malachim Mamish, it would be a Malach, yes. But it wouldn't be the Malach on its highest level, because it's um, how a Malach is in this world with Esav, and it's, it's much more fragrant. But when it's Malachim Mamash, meaning is that when it's the Malach is by Esav, it still remains connected to Yaakov, that means that even when it's by Esav, it's still literally the Malach on the highest possible level, and that's why it's able to fill its Shluchas. Gimel. So that's the beer of Rashi. So, so that answers all the questions. I mean, hopefully that's clear. Um, he says, uh, first question is, if the whole purpose was to send the Malach, why are you only sending the Mamish? So we already answered, you're not just sending the Mamish of the Malach, you're sending the entire Malach, the Mamish and the Nefesh. And the point is that even when it's there, it remains connected to Yaakov, so that actually helps with that Shluch. So the second question is, how is it possible to send a body without a Nefesh? We answer, of course, you're sending both. And the third question is, it seems like it's contradicting the Pashup Shad of Rashi, and we answer that, no, this actually is explaining how could it literally be Malachim. The only way it could literally be Malachim is only if they still remain connected to Yaakov. So, give on. Mamar Shamagan Anal, Lechena Rama Anal, by Vitisenu, Yuvan Betaisefes Biades, Bainus Bazman, Bamatsadem Yurstarizu. To understand this Vart of the Magan, and also the lesson from it, for Aaron Aveda, we'll understand by looking at what the situation was. When he said this Torah, as we said, this was said on the last Shabbos that the, the Magad was alive. So it's understood, this is in a sense like a tzava, this is like his will, and the lesson, a general lesson he's trying to tell over to the Hasidim about how they're supposed to conduct their lives, Apider Chasidis. And uh, also for all future generations. Since between the students of the Magid, the Alter Rebbe was uh, the most precious to him. As it's known that the Magid learned with Alter Rebbe in a special way and with um, a special way. And also he taught him a lot. He was literally with him for a lot more time. With, than with any other students. So he taught them, he taught, he was with them all more time, and also what he taught him, the quality and the secret strength he taught him was more than the other students. He says, The Verdichev said that we all ate for one plate. 
But the Litvak, meaning is the Alter Rebbe, that's how he was called by the Talmidim, he took the most choicest portion. So it's understood that this lesson that was said, of course, is shaykh to all the Tamim, that's why I said in front of all of them, but it has a special significance to the Alter Rebbe because the Alter Rebbe, in a sense, was his prime Talmud. So if the Alter Rebbe was his prime Talmud, then the lessons that were being taught uh, have a special connection uh, and a teaching to him. So there's a famous word that the Magid told the Rebbe. It says, He says, will be both of our holidays, both of our festive times or wedding days. He says, because Yutes Kislev is the your side of the Magen, and also Yutes Kislev is when the Alter Rebbe went free from jail uh, for spreading Chassidus. So he says, it makes sense also that in addition to having a connection to the Seder Avoid of the Alter Rebbe, there's also a special connected to Yutes Kislev, because it was said right before Yutes Kislev. Okay, Dalad. So we're going to explain what the Chiddush of Yutes Kislev is. And of course that will help us understand what the Chiddush and the Seder of the Avayd of the Alter Rebbe of Chassidus Chabad, which we learned from this Vort. So let's first discuss what the Chiddush of Yutes Kislev is. He says, Chiddush Abayhu Yafutsu Maynesach Achutsu. He says, the Chiddush is spreading the wellsprings outward. So even though this idea is understood very simply, you're supposed to spread the wellsprings of Teresa Chassidus outwards to everybody. He says, he says, but we have a vart that the Yidin and Torah are, are connected and are knotted together. And even more than that, the Yidin and the Torah are one. So if the, if the Yidin and the Torah are one, then when, when we're saying that the Torah, uh, in a sense, there was a, you know, there was a Chiddush and Torah that from then the, the, the secrets, the, the Mayonis of the Torah had to be spread out. That's also another way of saying that the mayonis of a yid need to spread out, because the Torah and the, the yid is the same thing. So when we're saying that the mayonis, the wellsprings, the deeper secrets of the Torah need to be spread outwards, that also means that the deeper wellsprings of a yid, which of course we'll discuss later is his neshama, also needs to be revealed in the chutzah. So this idea is also of course true, what we're saying regarding what was neshadish by yitis kislev. So it's by any Chiddush in Taira, really is a Chiddush in the Yid. But especially also so, as we're going to discuss by Yitzh Kislev. He just says, what are the Mayanis of Taira of Yitzh Kislev? He says, Mayanis elu shib Yitzh Kislev, huscholach hafatsasan, chutza heim hamayanis depnimis ha-Taira ha-Nikreis, nishmasay da-Raiz. He says, the wellsprings of Yitzh Kislev that started to be spread outwards, these are the wellsprings of the Pnimis ha which is called the soul of the Taira. The Pnei Yitzh Kislev ha-Yubigili, 
He says, before your teskis live, the main gilei was the body of the Torah, nigla the Torah. The soul of the Torah, that was behalam. He says this is similar. We're saying the, that the Torah has a body and a neshama. What does that mean, the Torah has a body and a neshama? He says it's similar to the body and a neshama which we have physically. The physical body, you're able to feel it. You're able to see it. You're able to, uh, you're able to you perceive it. The neshama, you're not able to perceive it with your five senses and you're not even able to understand it with your seichel, which is much more edel. He says, because He says, because the koyach of the seichel, it only knows that there is a metzius, that, there, that neshama is, there is a neshama, there is a life force within you. Meaning it's through this that you have the neshama is being piled on the body and it gives it life. So obviously that means you must have some type of life force within you, right? What the life force is, not necessarily could we understand. But we definitely know that there is a life force within us because we see that the body is alive. But the essence of what this life force is, is completely higher than our seichel. So that's how it is with a physical body and a neshama. And the Chiddush of Yutes Kislev is that even though usually it's only the Nigla of the Torah, the Halachas of the Torah, which are dealing with physical concepts, we're able to understand. But Pnimius of the Torah, which is talking about the Ruchnistik in Yanim, we cannot, just like we can't understand the neshama, we can't understand the neshama of Torah, something which is completely ruchnias. The chiddush of Yutes Kislev is that we are able to sta- understand the inyanim of chassidus and the inyan of pnimis Torah, even with our mind, just like we can understand the chilek of nigla, which is in the Torah. And not only that, you could even spread it outwards. The meaning is, as the Rebbe said, translating into different languages, um, exp- connecting it to the inyanim of the world. So this Chiddush of the Torah that the Neshama is revealed is also by Ayid. That's also a Chiddush. That his Neshama, which as we said, a Neshama is usually hidden. The only aspect of the Neshama that we know is that we have a, we have a Neshama, but we can't understand it. What happens on Yitzhak's Kisav is that the Neshama becomes revealed. Even in the Niyani HaGuf. So even the Niyani HaGuf are able to feel the essence of the Neshama. So we're going to discuss what, what does that mean? What exactly is the difference how the Neshama was revealed before Yitzchus in the body and afterwards? That's Sifhei. He says, Bir HaDavar. The revelation of the, of the Neshama of the body, there's two uh, general ways how the Neshama could be revealed. Aleph, Hiskalas on Nisham mean the kazoo, Sheshla Shlita Laguf Vaguf Nichnala, Avakolza, Nirgashaguf Kimtis Latsmai. One way is that the Nisham is revealed that it has a control over the body and the body is subdued to it. But nonetheless, you still feel the body as having its own Mitsias. 
and this could probably be in many levels. Um, maybe on a simple level, or I'll give two ways how we can explain it. The higher level is, let's say you have like the, a chariot, right? So a chariot is bottled to the rider, but it's not but it's still a Matthias for itself because the rider needs to tell the, bo- the, the, the chariot where to go. The chariot on its own would not go where the, uh, would not automatically go where the rider wants it to go. It's only when the rider, in a sense, tells the chariot or gives it the command or, or is, he causes it to go in the correct direction, then it will go in the correct direction. But on its own, it wouldn't. Meaning is it because it has its own Matthias. And it, maybe on a second level is, uh, let's say like the life of a Benini. A Benini always does what Hashem wants, but the body um, wants other things. But Papayal, the Neshama always rules over the body, and, and the body does what Hashem wants. So whether it's in the, the bodies like a chariot, that it doesn't naturally auto, or automatically uh, go towards Ruchnis, you need to train it to go towards Ruchnis, meaning even if it's not fighting against you, like a, a level of a tzaddik, let's say, that the body's not fighting against you, but it's not being automatically connecting itself to the neshama. The second level is that not only is it not connecting, in a sense it's almost fighting. It has literally its own desires, and the neshama has to overpower it and tell it, this is what we, what we need to do. So the neshama, we're still talking about at least a benini, but it's still that the neshama has to overpower it. Of course, a rasha, the neshama doesn't even have control of the body. That's not our discussion here. The second level is the neshama is revealed with such a way into the body, until the body is not of its own metzias. This is the true revelation of the of the neshama and the body. Meaning is that the body automatically just fulfills the rutzen of what the neshama wants. The neshama wants something to be done. The body automatically does it because it's just literally a way of express. The body's whole purpose is to express the neshama. Example would be is how we have it, a body with our physical life force, which is within us. You cannot say that the body has its own metzias and only does the rutzen of what the nefesh is because of command. Meaning the body doesn't really want to eat. But when it's hungry, it still doesn't want to eat. But you force it, the, the, the neshama, the nefesh Bahamas in a sense, like forces the body to eat. That's not correct. On the contrary, as soon as a person feels hungry, he wants to eat right away because the body is completely connected to the nefesh Bahamas. It's the body, the nefesh is the life force of the body and it's completely unified with the nefesh with the ultimate level of unity and bitl. So the nefesh does not need to command the body to listen to it. Rather, it automatically will do it. So that's how it is, even my guy, regarding his nefesh Bahamas and his body. But a yid, he has a nefesh kiss is his main life force, not the nefesh Bahamas. By a yid, the physical life force comes from the nefesh lekis. And just to clarify, even though of course a yid has a nefesh Bahamas, and the nefesh, the, the ruchnius, which is in the, the life force, which is nefesh lekis, has to go through the nefesh Bahamas, but it's not in the way that the nefesh Bahamas is in a sense in control. By a yid, the nefesh lekis is what's in control, and it's its life force, and the nefesh Bahamas 
and the body is in a sense just fulfilling what it wants. Um, so therefore the Nefesh Bahamas is not contaminating the life force which comes from the Nefesh Lakis. On the contrary, the whole purpose of the Nefesh Bahamas is to be able to take this Ruchnius Dika life force that comes from the Nefesh Lakis and to translate it that even the body would be able to facilitate and utilize that life force in a physical way. But the life force comes from the Nefesh Lakis. The, the purpose of the Nefesh Bahamas is only to make it physical. For example, a person has an idea, a Seichel Dika idea. So he wants to write it down. So the hand... The whole purpose of the hand is only to take that seichel dika idea and put it on a piece of paper. But it doesn't change the actual seichel itself. It just facilitates and then instead of just being an idea in one's mind, it's even able to be ink on a piece of paper. Right? So that's similar to how it is by Yim when he's doing what Hashem wants. The Nefesh Bahamas is just taking the Ruchnis of the Nefesh Elikis and putting it into the physical body. But it still remains the energy of the Nefesh Shalkis. And what does it mean, the energy of the Nefesh Shalkis? So the Rebbe explains, Shekalin Yonim, it's used to the Gufi Shal, Shukli Lanashama, that the entire being and Metzis of a physical body of a Yid is to be a Kli for Anashama. Being a Kli, a Kli means that it's um, like a vessel in order to facilitate what the Neshama wants, which is to fulfill the Ratzon of Hashem, to in being clothed with doing physical mitzvahs, tefillin, tzitzit, staka. So, hudafke dey avarim ha-gashma shalaguf, ha-shmetzusa shalagufi latachazu, shaboy v'al yodei pe'elas ha-neshama shlimas tafkida b'ani l'mizah. So, the purpose of the, uh, of, the, of the body is to fulfill, uh, the only way for the Neshama to be able to fulfill these mitzvahs is through the physical limbs. So the mitzvah of the, of the, of the body is only for this tachlis, and through that it's able to fulfill its purpose in this world. Zoi Samaris, Shekol tachlis mitzvah shala isha ha-Yisraeli eni elias mishkan la-Yisbarach, meaning the entire purpose of mitzvah of Yid is only to be a mishkan for Hashem. K'mayim rezala pasik v'osli migdash shechanti b'toicham b'toich le'inam ar v'toicham b'toich kolach v'achni Yisrael that Hashem wants each of one of us to be a migdash. V'ein hu metzias la'atzmaya. A yid is not a metzias for himself. No, he's just a mishkan for Hashem. Hu rach b'chinas b'b'chinas isha k'shera la'kadosh baruch hu v'eifin d'masha kanzi isha kanabayla. So, as we know that the the relationship between Hashem and the Yidin is like a husband and a wife. And we know at Isha Kshera, we are like a, a, a kosher woman that does what the husband wants. Uh, meaning is that they have a relationship that she's able to fill the, the needs and the desire of the husband is. And we have the rule, whatever the woman acquires, also the husband automatically acquires. Meaning is the highest level is, and this is how the lach is, it's not just that the woman has to, is masking like, oh, whatever I get, I'm going to give over to my husband. No, it's automatic. Whatever the woman acquires automatically belongs to the husband. So similarly, we're saying, Bahayid, and by the neshama and by the body, it's, the shot is that the body automatically does what the neshama wants. It's not that the body agrees to it, as we're saying, like it's a chariot, or is being forced to do it. But on the contrary, automatically is like the body to a neshama that automatically wants to do what the neshama wants. Even those who haven't reached the level of an isha k'shera, meaning is that this level of unity and uh, intimacy that an isha would have with her husband, but they're on the level of an evid. Meaning is they might not have the love and the fear of Hashem, but they do, do, they do what Hashem wants with Kabbalah Saul.
We know that the Avaid of the Avid is the Iker Avaidah, and it's also the root of all future Avaidahs, meaning this level of Bittal Tashem. He says, the Lachi is what, what the Evid acquires belongs to the Master. Meaning, whatever the slave acquires automatically belongs to the Master. Not that, uh, it's not the shot that, that, that he has to agree and he, he shouldn't rebel against the Master or not give it to him or that he has to agree. It's, no, it's automatic that everything he has belongs to the Master. So, Vav. So Bez Madregas and Alba if in Gilah and Shama, Allah Shah Shama Rak Shalatasalaguf, or Bez Shaguf any Mtsislaatsmaklal, Haim Bahasan the Bez of Fania Veda. Kalmasaki Yulashamayam Khodakhadevs. He says these two levels of the Gilah and Shama the body. One is that the Nishama rules over the body, or two that the guf is not even its own Mitsyas, it's just uh, its whole purpose is just to express the Nishama. That also fits with two levels of Veda we have. We have one idea of Kalmasaki Yulashim Shamayim, the second he says, means that whatever you're going to do, you do it for the sake of Hashem. But not that the mice in them, but the mice in themselves remain chel. Meaning is, for example, you're hungry person gets hungry, so he needs to eat. So he eats with the kavana that, look, once I've eaten, I'm able to daven, I'm able to learn, and if he's a good person, he's taka, we'll learn and daven with that energy. But the actual eating itself is not a spiritual type of avaita. He needs to eat in order uh, that, that the hunger, in a sense, shouldn't disturb him, or that he needs that energy in order for his body to be able to work and do the Torah mitzvahs. But the eating itself doesn't have any ruchnius to it. The only ruchnius that it has to it is that with that energy, you'll be able to eventually do what Hashem wants. But when we say in all your ways, you come to know Hashem, meaning is that whatever you're doing, those acts or actions that you're doing, you're actually coming to appreciate and know Hashem better. When, for example, you're eating because you're hungry and, and the purpose of your eating is to be able to serve Hashem, the actual eating is not helping you understand Hashem better. No, you need to eat because you need energy to learn and to daven v'chulu. But the actual eating is not giving you a greater appreciation and knowledge of Hashem. Chodr chachad de'ilu's pshat is that by doing this avayda in this way, you actually come to a greater appreciation and knowledge of Hashem. And, and the Rebbe will explain what that means and give some examples. But the idea is that um, he'll give an example. He says, he says, a person can think, the only way for me to have a greater knowledge and understanding of Hashem 
is if I'm Isaac in Yonik Dusha, I learn more Tyra. Oh, I get to understand Hashem more. I fulfill Hashem's mitzvahs. Okay, I'm able to connect to Hashem's rotsin more. It gives me a greater knowledge of Hashem by fulfilling what He wants. But how are you going to reach this level by working in your, by eating, drinking, doing business, even if you're doing it for the right reason, but you're not going to get a greater appreciation of Hashem? The lesson is that in all of your ways you need to know it. Meaning is that in the eating itself it needs to be done that it itself will be Kaddish. It itself will be a mitzvah. Not only that with the koyach that you're eating, you'll be able to daven and learn afterwards. No, the eating itself you're coming to know Hashem. It itself is Kaddish. Well, there, he gives an example. There, Chilas Shabbos, Suda's Mitzvah, Achilas Kachim, Ketzu Deshem Haim Atzon Mitzvah. There was a similar, because we're going to see this is not an exact example. We'll see in the R where the Rebbe gives a more exact example, but he gives you a, a more general example at this point. He says, similar to eating on Shabbos. When you're eating on Shabbos, it's not Pshat that um, you're eating on Shabbos so you can go to Shul later or, uh, and, uh, or learn later and be able to... Um, you need that energy to be able to learn and daven later. No, the pshat is when you're doing the eating, that itself is fulfillment of a mitzvah. Meaning is by doing the eating, you're actually fulfilling Hashem's rats, and therefore you're connected to him and you're getting greater knowledge. Similarly with any suddhist mitzvah, when you're eating kachin, like you're eating a carbon. When you eat that carbon, you're becoming more connected to Hashem. So it's not an exact example because that, they themselves are mitzvahs. Right? We're trying to say even in Yon Echel. So look at our 35 star. He says, Rei el derech zel kutzi sicha chedlach hei ein seventy four bebir maimer zel chi yitzchak zara dagen chasashol el zara tzdaka v'chulu. It says over there this medrash that the yitzchak actually so wheat. Right, it says that yitzchak a meish arv. He he was so successful. Did he actually sow wheat? No, 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 no. He was sowing tzdaka. So what does that mean? He says she'ena kavanim asach yitzchak leizara dagen mechatzainias shayimikari deivshutai. It doesn't mean that Yitzchak literally didn't sow any, any dug on any, any wheat. Because every, as we know a rule, you can never take a Pasuk out of its Pashup Shah. The Pasuk says clearly that he sowed and he was successful. So of course he did do the planting. So what does the Medrash mean? He says, He says the whole purpose why Yaakov... So the dagen was an ore to separate meiser. So the toichen of this zria was not for the dagen, was for the tzedakah. Meaning as a regular person, when he sows, uh, when he does planting, he does it for the food. But he knows, I need to also do this for l'shem shemaim. So while I'm sowing, I understand that I'm doing this so I can eventually separate tzedakah, and I can have food for my family, and I could send my kids to school to, and learn Torah, and I could have energy to daven, to learn Torah, etc. But the planting itself is just facilitating that you could give tzedakah and do all these things later. But Yitzchak l'chatchila, the only reason he planted was because he wanted to do the mitzvah of, of, of Meiser. So the planting itself was literally only for the purpose of doing a mitzvah. So in the planting itself, he was coming to have a knowledge of Hashem because because the planting was just a hechsher of the mitzvah itself. A regular person, the planting is a planting, but he realizes I need to do this for the sake of my survival. But my survival, its purpose is that I should be able to in the future do Torah mitzvahs with all the money, etc. that we're going to make. By Yitzchak, that I'm only planting because I want to be able to bring tzedakah. Oh, this I might get some food out of it and all these other things that I might get out of it. That's an, an additional... Um, Type of uh, um, 
uh, benefit. I maybe give a more modern day example. It could be two types of people going to business. One person wants to go to business. The regular, he has to go to business so he can give tzedakah, he can send the, pay the tuition for the schools, etc. But there could be another type of person that goes to business. The only reason he's going to business is because he wants to connect to other Yidin and teach them about Yiddishkeit. So the only reason he's there is really just to meet other Yidin. Ah, he's making a pranas, he's doing all these other things, fantastic. But the reason why he's actually there is only that's, that's the, the real reason why he's there. Or he goes into business because he wants to be able to see Ashkacha Pratis and he knows that if he just stays in the base of Medrash, he will never be able to see Ashkacha Pratis. So the whole reason he's there is for Ashkacha Pratis. The point what we're trying to say is that it itself is Deyeyo. Okay, back in the Pnim. He says, these two levels of Avaidah are connected to the two levels of how Nisham is revealed. He says, when the Darga which is revealed in the person is in a way of that he's, the, the, the Nishama rules over the body, but the body is its own Mitzias, then the Avaidah is the Shem Shemaim. Zaysa Meris, Shedivre Habershuos and Yon Eguf, Tafsim Etzlai Makim, Kimitzis Latzbam, Alashagoof, a hole in Yon of Kfuyim, Nichnoim, Linishama, Hashalatas Alav, Mela in Ace of a Pelshim Dovakim, the Shem Shemaim. Meaning is that the Divre Bershuos of the body are something which is Tafis Makim. They, they do have a Mitzis. But since the body is bottle to the Nishaman, therefore it only does things for the sake of Shemaim. Meaning is that the person realizes that he needs to work. But I'm not going to just work in a way that has nothing to do with Hashem. Rather, I'm going to work in a way that fulfills what Hashem wants for me. All right, so I'll go only into businesses, which I know are, are kashura businesses. I'm only going to work six days a week, not on Shabbos, etc., that, that, that type of thing. I'm going to make sure I'm going to give tzedakah. Whatever it's going to be is the point is that it does has, it is toifus makim, but, he has to, but he's doing it for the right reason. Just like when a person's hungry, he eats, he needs to eat, but he eats you know, healthy food. Why is he only eating healthy food? Because he knows that this is what's going to help him do what Hashem wants. But when the Shama is so revealed until the body is completely bottled for being its own Metzius, then even the Avoida and Yane Guf and the the world is in a way of De'eyu. Because it's not a mitzvah that's felt on its own, and therefore he's able to come to know and recognize Hashem through them. Meaning, is they do not have their own mitzvah and their own purpose. Rather, the entire purpose that a person has, any type of involvement, is as we explained before, is only to ha- come to a greater appreciation and knowledge of Hashem. He says, even if you look more in detail, there's actually two levels. Aleph. He says, one level is that even though the actual asiyah that you're doing is Kaddish, but you feel the Gashmias. Meaning is, for example, eating Shabbos. It's a mitzvah. So you're supposed to, when you're eating the food on Shabbos, and we know it's a mitzvah to be ma'aning as a Shabbos with a good meat and wine. Um, but when you're fulfilling the mitzvah, you are feeling the gashmis through it. You feel the tainug 
which is in the Dvarim Gashmiyam. But of course, the entire purpose of feeling this Oinig is to fulfill a mitzvah. But still, what we're trying to say is that there is a certain hergish of the Gashmiyas itself, but the purpose of feeling that Gashmiyas is for the mitzvah. Or Bez, Second level is that the all the Yonim Gashmi is so bottled and unified with the Lakus that you that you don't even feel the whole Metsias is transformed to Kedusha that you don't even feel the Gashmi within them at all. He says it's not only because there's such a great level of uh, ore and kadusha which is shining in this thing, um, but rather that the physical item itself becomes kaddish. Um, meaning that on Shabbos it's still a gashmis de kazach, but you understand that the the reason why you're eating this is only to fulfill what Hashem wants. But sometimes there could be uh, even a deeper level would be is that the item itself gives you a, the, the item itself, for, meaning is like this. When, a, when you're eating food, we're saying one level is you're eating L'shem Shemesh, fine. So it's Bechlal, it's like its own thing, but it has a good purpose. Second level is by eating the food, that itself I'm, I'm connecting to Hashem. The only reason I'm eating the food is to fulfill the mitzvah of Shabbos or um, or like, let's say you're supposed to make 100 brachas every single day and you didn't make the 100 brachas, so you go chop a fruit because you want to fulfill the 100 brachas. So you're only eating this fruit because you want to um, facilitate, you know, you want to connect to Hashem, you want to be able to fulfill the inyan of making 100 brachas. So the whole mitzvah of the fruit is, is de'eu, is to come to know Hashem. But what is pshat that you're coming to know Hashem through this fruit? The fruit taka is kulei only for de'eu, but it's not really mitzvah the fruit itself. It's not really mitzvah the the achil the achil on Shabbos itself. It's mitzad that the achila, the whole purpose of the achil of Shabbos is to fulfill a mitzvah, or the whole purpose of eating this fruit is to fulfill the hundred brachas. There's no other reason. You're not doing it because you're hungry. You're not doing it for any any type of physical need. The only reason you're doing it is for a mitzvah. But it's not really mitzad the inyan of the apple. It's mitzad the kedusha, uh, which is. There, meaning is on Shabbos, there's such a level of Kedusha that the apple itself becomes part of the mitzvah. There's an union of a hundred, a hundred brachas, so the apple itself, in a sense, becomes part of that union of a hundred brachas. Its whole mitzvah is a hundred brachas. But that's shot that the apple becomes bottled and becomes the only thing important is the, is the hundred brachas. But the gashmis of the apple itself is not really transformed. It's still an apple. It's just that the purpose of this apple uh, is, only, even in, is only for the hundred brachas. But a deeper level is that you realize that who made the apple? Hashem made the apple. Who made tefillin? Hashem made tefillin. So just like Hashem made tefillin, and tefillin is a helikazach, so also Hashem made this apple. So the apple itself also is really elokos. I, one might be a beligvul type of elokos, a mitzvah is beligvul, is an infinite level of Hashem's revelation, and an apple is not. But the truth is, whether it's beligvul or gvul, it's both really the same thing. What's the difference if we're talking about the Koyach HaTzimtzum of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, or we're talking about the Koyach HaOr of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? What is, does it matter if the source of this object comes from the Midas HaChesed of Hashem, or if it comes from the Midas of Gurur? No, they're both really Hashem. That's the idea we see Hashem Elohim, that we're saying one of the, the, the deepest pshat of Hashem Elohim is that Hashem Elohim, which is the gilui of Bligvul on Hashem, and Elohim, which is the gilui of Gvul of Hashem, is one because it's all just to fill Hashem's rotten. 
So that doesn't make really, in essence, it doesn't matter if it's believable or it's limited. The whole purpose is to fill up what Hashem wants, to make a dir b'tach So Hashem makes an apple. What is this apple? It's really just a revelation of Hashem's kaychagvul. So when a person reveals that the essence of this object, the gashmis itself, is really a revelation of Hashem, that's when the Gashmis itself becomes not just Mitzad, in a sense, an outside force. It's Shabbos, this powerful force of Shabbos is able to completely mevatel the Gashmis of the apple. But again, the, the Gashmis, the bitl is that it becomes, it, doesn't, it still is Gashmis, it just doesn't have the Mitzias anymore. But over here we're saying is that the Gashmis itself, the deeper level, it itself becomes a Davr Shabbat I hope that was clear. So this is also understand the ifen a bitl of the body to the nefesh mahamas. He then you you do who should go adam who bari as enu margish as goof be ezay ragish miyuchad iha gashas as a goof simen shabaru. He says we know the rule is when a person's healthy then when he doesn't feel his body that's very good. He says the lack of sensation means the body is healthy. When you have sensation, that means that there's something wrong, right? So the nerves are giving you a message, you know, look at that part of the body and check out what's going on there because there's something not right about it. Even when he feels something, even if it's on pain necessarily, even if he has some type of heaviness of a metzias, Something's wrong with that limb or in his entire body. Because the way how the nerves work is that it only gives you a sensation if something's going on over there. Um, so if it's pain, then for sure we know something's wrong. But he, the rabbi says, even if it's not pain, but it's just some type of heaviness, um, that also shows that there's something wrong. The reasoning is because the whole purpose of the body is that it's uh, the, the, the entire energy of the body is the energy of the nefesh. Therefore, it doesn't feel anything because all that's really there is the nefesh. So if it's receiving the energy of the nefesh properly, then the body has no feeling. The only time it gets a feeling is when it's not receiving that energy properly. Then there, you feel the body as its own zach. So, and us, I guess even physically, the reason why you're feeling that part of the body is because the nefesh is not getting there. So if the nefesh is not there, then obviously that part of the body is not bottled to the nefesh. And therefore it's able to be felt on its own. So similarly by the nefesh lekis, the energy of the nefesh lekis, that when Yid is healthy, then his whole body and the nefesh Bahamas and his portion of the world are not felt as their own metzias. The whole metzias is the nefesh lekis. Meaning is when a Yid is healthy, when he looks at the world, he sees that the whole world is just a dirbatachtainim. He sees that the whole world is something that Hashem created, and the purpose of it is to reveal that Hashem is inside of this world. For example, by eating. Um, meaning is that when a person's eating, his whole the way how he feels when he's eating is that his purpose is to he says means to draw down, but also in our situation, I think it more means to reveal. Lahamshech means to draw down. In Chassidus, Lahamshech is drawn down. That could be either bringing something new into that item or it could be drawing from that which was the side of it and revealing it even in the outside. So probably means over here both things. So it's to reveal within this item that's being eaten, the lakos. 
It comes to making a bracha that Hashem is the king of the world. Right? So you're drawing and revealing the lakus in the world by recognizing that Hashem is the king. Then he eats the food, then what comes out, the only thing that he feels is that Hashem is the king of the world, that everything in this world is made by Hashem. Also in business, that even though you're Isaac like a businessman, but his Indian is Deyeu, come to Hashem, to knowledge of Hashem while you're working. That it's told the story of Yam Klatsker was one of the great Talmidim of the Alter Rebbe that his business was with lumber. And one time when he was making the Khajbin, at the end of the Khajbin, he wrote, as the khaj, like the calculation, the total is which meant, you know, he was, he was making a joke, but he was being serious, that at what, what was his conclusion by after looking at everything that's going on in his business, he realized there's nothing else besides Hashem. So, you know, this thing happened, that thing happened, I had this expense, this misfortune, this good thing, uh, this, I met this person, I met that person, I, I gained the client, I lost this client, all those things that he was making a judgment of, the sacha call is, he realized, that all of those things is, is, is Hashem. Enoim Muvada means that there's nothing else besides him. I mean, all those things are Hashem. Is Hashem revealing himself in that particular way? So, um, he says every prat and inyana that is demanded from every individual, he says the first. Uh, the Rosh, the first ones to to to, to pave the pathway was the rabbis. Um, by by them doing the savaida, that gave us the capability to do the savaida. It's clear from the story of it's known from the story of the Alter Rebbe that from the teichan of the story you can see that he didn't he wasn't margush the mitzias of physical items. The whole his whole Matthias, whole Matthias, uh, and, and the whole Matthias, the whole essence of the Alter Rebbe was his nefshalikis. So where do we see that he did not have any hergish of gashmias, and it was just the nefshalikis by the Alter Rebbe? He says, "Pam nisarach etzay ar chashiv asher l'reiv chashivusai hichlitu bnei beisai da anmar zakin shechleiku bnei misprate avida da bishul v'sida machal nachvida kachave." He says that one time there was a very chashiv guest name I am, so the the household members all wanted to cook and do all the uh, different avidas for him. So they divided up all the different jobs. They forgot one thing, that which member of the family would, would be Zeich to put the salt in. So when the other family members remembered, oh, we forgot about the salt, we didn't divide it up, each one wanted to be zeich to put the salt in, so each one did it, and they didn't tell the other person. So basically, the food was very over-salted. Because 
So they brought the food in front of the Alter Rebbe and the guest. Alter Rebbe ate it normally. But the guest tasted it and then he pushed the food aside. So Alter Rebbe asked him why he wasn't eating. So he answered because it's very salty. So the Alter Rebbe answered him, told him that when he was in his mitch, Mizrich, he was pale on himself not to feel the tam which was in the food. Right? Meaning is by the Alter Rebbe, the entire purpose of the food was and as we explained, there was probably, I'm sure, the Alter Rebbe had both levels of right? One level, as we said, is that the, that the whole purpose of the Gashmis is only to fulfill what Hashem's rotten is. Or we said that even the Gashmis itself, he's able to see the Lukus that Hashem also created this Dvar Gashmi. He says, even though this high level is, of course, shaykh to the Alter Rebbe, uh, not to every single individual, but since we this story, we know about the story, it came to us, so that's a proof that al kapanim on certain situations and in certain in certain situations and special times, it's possible. And of course, if it's possible, that means you need to do it. We can have a me'ain of this type of avayda, even by an ish pashit. So even a simple person has a certain, uh, at least a, a little bit of the Alter Rebbe's avayda we're able to also do ourselves. This meaning is that when you're being involved in the Gashmis, the whole purpose is b'chol nechadeyu. Uh, he says, even someone who cannot reach his level, meaning not, not to feel the lakus, but his great unity to Hashem. So, all the Rebbe is saying is that most people can have a, at least a little bit of it that you're so connected to Hashem, you're not, you don't even taste the Gashmias in a sense. But Hare, if, even if that level you can't have, Hare, this is what could happen is that you can be so involved and so busy with the avoid of the Eyu until that's why you will not feel the Gashmis. As he explains, as it's known, a person is in a very emotional state, he doesn't even taste the food. You know, imagine someone's like, you're rushing, you need to eat, you're hungry, because, but you have to rush to the airport. So they give you a, a beautiful steak in front of you. So when you're eating the steak, you're not feeling the taste, the, the geschmack and the, everything which is in this delicious steak. Because you're so mutrid, like you're going to miss the plane and you're sweating and you're stressed out and if you forgot where your, the passport is. So you're eating, but as you're eating, you're thinking about all the different things you need to do and you're rushing and you're just shoveling it in. So even though you're talking eating this delicious steak, you don't actually taste it, and you probably won't even remember that you had it. What, what type of food did you have? Like, uh, you know, imagine if they covered it over and you c- couldn't see it. You might not even know what the food was because you're so involved. So that's how it is by being involved in the Gash, But the Rebbe says you could do the same thing that you're so involved in Torah and Mitzvahs and, and you're coming and recognizing a knowledge of Hashem that you're too busy even to feel uh, the Gashmias uh, Gash on its own. So this is the chiddush of Yotes Kislev in Yafutzim and Nesach Achutzah in the Hanhag of the small world, which is a man. 
There's two strashes in this lashon. So one is that the meyonis themselves are being drawn outwards. Not just that the meyonis will affect that which is outside. Meaning it's not just like in a sense of ray, like a, a little vort of chassidus is, you know, um, translated and transformed. And like a shemitz a little bit is able to go out. Uh, and of course, that would also have an effect. But no, we're saying the essence, the actual wellsprings, the deepest levels themselves are growing out. And the second level is that the mshacha is in a way of is in a way of yafutsu. It's such a level of spreading forth that every place has it. Because if there's one place that doesn't have it, that's a, a proof that the spashtus was mugbalas. And that's not the true idea of Yafutsu, which is bligvo. Just an example of uh, someone that was, like Shleim HaMalach we know, his, his wisdom, it says, is spread out through the world. And it says even Malka Shava, the, the queen of Shava, came to hear, uh, heard about his wisdom and, and came to him. So for that, that's an example where she, I don't think she, maybe she did eventually convert, but definitely at the, at the beginning, what did she hear? She heard about the wisdom of Shlema. It didn't automatically transform her where she was, that she became uh, a very, you know, a gyoris, and a person that does tire mitzvahs. What happened was she heard, she heard, she heard the rumors. She heard about his great wisdom. So she only had a ray. And because of that ray, it was enough to factor that she eventually came to Shlema Malach and actually met with him. And you know, the, and I think I give him some address, and she might have become a guyoris. But the, that means that the mind itself of Shlema wasn't where she was; it was only a ray, and therefore she came to him. But the ultimate purpose is that the mayonis chutzah go to where they are. Like the, the Rebbe always says, "Mach er make er tisrael even a chutzlarts. Meaning is that even in chutzlarts itself, you have the mayonis are able to transform this place. Uh, to Chutzlarts, and as we, the Rebbe writes, every single place, because if there's any place which is not there, that's a proof that the, it wasn't actually the Mayan, because the Mayan is Bligvul. So if the Mayan is to go completely outwards, that's the only proof that it was actually the entire Bligvul Dekamai. Uh, the a person, we, a person a yid also has a mind. He also has a wellspring. That's his neshama, which is taken from under the kisi hakavid, which is the oilam habria. And even higher than that, it's tahirihi, meaning it comes to the world of atzilus. This mayim needs to be even in his physical items, which mitzad themselves their chutza. They're outside of the tchum and the neshama. And the purpose of the mayim is to affect this chutzah and reveal within it that it, tr- it too is uh, also part of the mind. So this revelation of the mind and neshama and the physical items needs to be in a way of futzah and nesach and both brought them. It's not that neshama just rules over the body and it's inyan, but rather neshama itself is found within that, meaning the penimus of the guf and all the inyanim is the neshama. It's even much greater than that, that in the body and all those things, you come to recognize, uh, recognize Hashem. And base. 
within the body uh, that the body doesn't remain in any place just as the body because the, the neshama completely is spread out throughout throughout the entire body. Yud. According to all of this, it's much clearer the beer of the altar of the Magid that he says the Malachim Mamish, and he said it right before Yutes Kislev. So we understand that it's connected to the his 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 yard side, and it's connected to the. Geulav adalt rebu chapan yutes kislev and the geulav yutes kislev is the chiddush of yifutz manesach chutza. He says you read us in the shalom ayla shehi bechdei lavaras aguf gufai v'chalka ba'elam la'asleisam dir la'isparach he dugmas in the yishlach yakom malachim gaimer la'esa sheshlichu zu haisa bechdei lavara knal. He says that you read on the shama down below. Its purpose is to purify the body and his portion of the world and to make them a dear The whole purpose why the Neshama comes here is to purify the world and make it a dira. Meaning make the world itself a dira. This is the same, similar to the union of Yaakov sending Malachim to Esav, which his purpose was to purify him. So just like by the shlichus of Yaakov to Esav, it needs to be literally the malachim, as we said, that the ruchnius of the malachim needed always to be remain attached to Yaakov, meaning is attached to the the shama attached to the ruchnius. Similarly, by every yid, the shluchus of an neshama to purify the body, which that's the whole, uh, uh, to purify the body, is dafgut through the person awakening within himself the love of the malach, awakening the ruchnius which is within him, and only through that is he able to mivayr the nyanim elam. Ubi yois should be ruben shal and yanim hagash miyachli is gamba ifin shakom asachel l'shem shemaim shadaza shadaza neshama helus beguf rak ba ifin shashlita vehelam. But since the beer could be in a way that you're in a sense ruling over the Gashmias, it's an oifin of Meaning is that the Neshama rules over the body and all the different kaychas and all the things that it's working with in the world. Meaning is that the, the, the body and the world is a mitzias mufneatzmai. It's teifasis makim. Therefore, the Magad explains that the Tachas HaKavana B'Inyan Habirah is Davka fulfilled when the Kachas of the Nasham which are involved in the Nyanim Gashmiyam. Meaning, is these Malachim which are going B'Shlichus, the Kachas of Nasham are like the Malachim which are going in the Shlichus to Mivar Esav, Meaning is the kaychas need to be the mamish um, that only the mamish was sent, meaning is because the mamish itself feels that it's just a tuffle to the ikr, which is the ruchnius. So the ruchnius always stays with Yaakov.
Meaning is that the highest levels of the Neshama, the mind of the Neshama, which is higher than being slabish in Yanam Gashmim, is revealed in a Oifen of and is spashless without any limitations, even in the level of Chutzah. And that's only done that when you're involved in the Mamish, you, your, your Ruchni stays with Yaakov, Yeralav. This is also, so that was speaking about the union of Biru HaElem in general. But this is also the simple interpretation of Futsum Chutz regarding spreading Chassidus to every place. That the Seder was that the Rebbeim would send Shluchim to different places to spread Chassidus. So this Shluchos was done in a way with the lesson of Malachim Mamish. That's why the, the Magid was telling this to the Alter Rebbe before he passed away. Because he's telling them how to fulfill the avoida of Yafutsa Mainasakhutza. The purpose of Avoida of Chasidus in general, especially of Chasidus Chabad, is Yafutsu Mainasakha Chutza. And how could Yafutsu Mainasakha Chutza happen in its ultimate way? That's only when you have Malachim Mamash. Klaimer, Imi Yeshabir Hadavar, Sha'il Hashliach, La Sis Shluchusai, Lirak, but even shall it say Sidi Chavas Bavad, ki imachol you may ni may nishmasai. Meaning, if even though that the beer that you're, uh, the beer hadover that the shliach needs to be involved with, you, you can't just be involved in your job and all these things just to be like, oh, I'll just go in and do what I need to do and I'm out. But rather, you need to be involved in your shlichas. So, wherever, if, if your shlichas is in a town or if it's if, if it's your job or your community, whatever it is that you need to be involved with, so you, a person can think, if I get too involved with all the people and all the my business and all these things, I might get fargrept and uh, uh, far, uh, you know more magushim because of it. He says, you can't do that. You have to put all of your nime, all of these strings, in a sense, all the koiches of Yonashama into it. But even though you're being completely involved, it needs to be in a way that it's not going to cause for you to have a Yerida. You need to spread the wellsprings and in a way that it won't affect you. So, he says, the way how to do that is that uh, the way that you can be for sure that the Chutzah will not affect you, and on the contrary, you're able to transform the Chutzah to a mind of Kedusha, the Eitzah for this is that even when you're involved in Chutzah, it's Kavua in your heart. The feeling that all of this is fulfilling the Kavana of the Meshaleach. He says, the Magid is telling you that only your body, only your Mamish be involved in the Shlichus of Chutzah. But the Ruchnis needs to remain with Yaakov. That it needs to be Kavua and planted within their heart, even when they're doing the Hafatza, that their involvement in the Chutz is fulfilling the Shlichus of the Meshaleach without any type of mix, mixing of any side reasons. Meaning is that you are involved maybe with. Uh, 
things which aren't um, at that point in time Torah and mitzvahs, it's not the Dalat Amash Halacha that you're involved in that moment in time. You're talking outside of the Dalat Amash Halacha. But while you're being involved in Dalat Amash Halacha, you recognize the only reason I'm here, the only reason I'm in Haran, or the only reason I'm dealing with Esav, is because I need to be able to feel the Shlichos of the Mishaleach, which is to me to, to transform Esav and to transform Harm into um, Kedusha. This is Badugma Sagov the Mamash, This is similar to the body. That is home and its Indian is only the Ruchnius, is only the Neshama. You do a It's known the vort of the Balshamtiv that where a person the place where the person's Ratzan is, that's where he is found. It means the Balshamtiv says that a, that where is a person truly? So a person we might think is where are we truly is where our physical body is. But the truth is, what is a person? What's the real essence of the person? What's the highest aspect? Is, 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 is his ratzen, his desires. So the where, where your desire is, where, is where you truly are. So if you know, even if you're in a base medrash, but your desire is to be in a place which is not uh, a makim of kedusha, that's where you are. And of course, lahapik is also true. If you're in a place of Esav, but your whole ratzen is to be by the Mishaleach, that means even while you're by Esav, you're really by the Mishaleach. So Kumtach Aisa, even when you're on the Shlichus, since your whole Kavan is to make a Dirbatach Tainem, that even when you're there, you're really by the Mayonis. And fulfillment of this Hayra, that the beer of the Chutz, the beer of Esav, will be in a way of Malacha Mamish, this itself will give us the capabilities to fill the Shluchos, and ultimately it will transform the Chutz into Miyamis. So we'll ultimately be Zeichah to the promise that we will go up, that the saved ones will go up to Hartzian to judge the Har Esav, that the entire world, even those even the aspects of the world, which is chutza, which is shaykh to Esav, will be for Hashem as a malchus. And as he writes in R fifty, hamulucha v'loyham mshala b'ratzen. The difference between malucha mshala is mshala is against their will. When you say malucha, you choose the king. So we're saying the ultimate um, beer will be that Hashem, even a har Esav, it will be hoisa l'Hashem hamulucha that everybody will um, choose and accept Hashem as their king willingly.